0: thing longer than normal wait times. Please hold, and your call will be answered in the order in which it was received. How many of you ever heard that message? And when you hear it, you immediately think, there's not even anybody there. You ever thought like that? Maybe you called your cable company. Maybe you called about your insurance. Maybe you called to disconnect. The satellite, and you get that message, and you're thinking, I might as well hang up because nobody's gonna answer. And then, like, if if you're brave enough, you do hold on, right? And then ten minutes later, you are still thinking, Where are these people? Have they have they left me on hold? Have they gone home for the day? And I'm just still hanging on the phone line, and you start to wonder, like, are are they ever going to? To pay attention to me? Is it ever going to be my turn? When, when was my call received, right? And then you wait 10 more minutes, and you just eventually give up. How many of you have ever felt like that when you want God to speak to you? When you've asked God a question, or you've tried to figure out what he's doing in a situation in your life, or you've You've been asking to get out of a situation in your life, and you really do get to the point of, is God busy talking to everybody else except for me? Has God, like, hit the hold button on me, and he's completely forgot that I'm there? Have you ever felt like that? I think even for people that have been following God for a long time, I think sometimes we get to the point where we wonder, God, are you even listening to me and God, are you even going to speak to me? Or God, what does it even look like for you to speak to me? And for those of us that, that aren't believers and you don't have a relationship with God, when you hear about God, God speaking, you're not even sure what that means. Is that like Siri, where I say, hey, God, and God gives me a response? Or maybe hearing from God is like um, having a Santa Claus a heavenly Santa Claus, and so if I can butter him up enough, if I've been good enough all year, I can sit in his lap, tell him something, and, and and he'll respond. Have you ever thought about that? And I think for for a large majority of us this morning, if we were honest with ourselves and we were honest with God, we would have to say that hearing God speak doesn't really make a ton of sense to us. Even if we've been following God, and we've had some times in our life where we felt an impression or we felt like God spoke something to us, we would probably be, if we were honest, we would probably say, I'm still not exactly sure what it means. How can I be sure that it's him? How can I know? What does it even, what does he sound like? I think for some of us, we've, we've had this idea of God speaking to us, misconstrued, and we've bought into to some lies. How many of you have ever thought that hearing God is, is a formula? And so if, if I do this plus this, it means God will speak. If I get up at four o'clock in the morning, that's when God speaks. Or if I get really, really quiet, or if I turn on some worship music, that is the formula for God speaking. Some of us have thought that. Some of you have thought, you know, God doesn't speak to me because I haven't been good enough. A lot of you, if you're honest, you think that. You think you messed up something, you sinned, you did something you shouldn't have done, and so immediately you think it means that God won't ever speak to you again. For some of you, you think that the way that God speaks to somebody else, because you hear them talking about it, you think he's gonna speak to you the exact same way, and so hearing from God is like this formula that encompasses us all. Can I I give you some good news today? If you've heard people talk about hearing from God and it seemed very convoluted and very confusing, Can I tell you that God is bilingual? He speaks to all of us in in different ways. He's bilingual, he's trilingual, he's quadrangle, whatever that would be. God speaks different languages. He speaks languages that we can understand. If you have multiple kids, do you talk to all of your kids the same way when it's important? No, you tailor it, right? You speak to them in a way that fits their personality so that they can clearly understand what you're saying. God speaks to us all in different ways, and God is such a relational God, and he wants his kids in communication with him so bad that he will tailor his speaking. He will speak your language. He loves you that much, and yes, he wants to speak to you. For the next few moments, I want to talk about What it means to hear God speak. I have to admit that I've been in church a long time and I haven't heard very many, if any, practical messages on hearing from God and hearing God speak. And so that's my goal this morning. My goal is not to give you some sort of formula for hearing from God, for for checking enough boxes so that he'll speak to you. I just want to, to give you some ideas that hopefully will make it feel like God took you off of hold. And so I'm not going to go through all of the different ways that God speaks this morning. We can do that some other time. I'm not going to talk about how God can speak through other people or how he can speak through dreams or visions. I'm not going to go through all of the different ways that God speaks. But what I want to do is I want to give you some foundations, not a formula. I want to give you some foundations on what it means and how we can practically hear from our heavenly father and hear him speak to us I want to talk for the next few moments from the subject of longer than expected wait times longer than expected wait times if you're a note taker this morning I think you're going to be in heaven because I'm going to give you a lot of things to write down they may not all be on the screen but I'm going to say a lot of different things that you'll probably want to take note of if you're not a note taker you might want to get your phone out it's not unholy open up the notes app Uh, that's what it's called on uh, iPhone. I don't know what it's called on Android. And y'all, if you have an Android, you can accept Christ later. But you might wanna, I'm just kidding, that's a joke. But you might wanna take something out, take a few notes because I really do think, and as I've been praying and as I've been thinking through this, I really do think, Today is going to be a day that some of your eyes get open and you begin to experience God and relationship with him in in a new way. Longer than expected wait times. We're going to be in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 3. And just to kind of set this up, our story today is going to involve two people. One is Samuel and one is Eli. Eli is the prophet at the time. The prophet was kind of the mouthpiece of God. God would speak to the prophet, and then he would communicate to the people. Well, at the point we're picking this up, um, God isn't doing a lot of speaking. There's uh, Eli's sons are wicked. There's a lot of corruption. And so God has kind of not spoken a lot of things to Eli. And so the other character in the story is Samuel. Samuel is a young boy. He helps Eli. He works with Eli. Eli is sort of his, his mentor, and that's where we're going pick to up, pick up this story. 1 Samuel chapter 3, starting in verse 4, it says, then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. So the first thing that I want you to, to type out, to write down, is that if we want to hear from God, we have to be open to hear. Open to hear. Samuel responds to this voice that he, he's not even sure what it is yet. Samuel had never heard God speak, but yet when God speaks to him one night, when he's lying down, Samuel's response is, here I am. This, this, this wasn't like a directional thing for Samuel. This wasn't like God's looking for Samuel, he's searching for him, like, where's Waldo, where's Samuel, and God is speaking to him, and Samuel says, okay, God, I'm going to give myself up. Here I am. This isn't a directional thing. What Samuel is trying to say is whatever this voice is, he's saying, I'm ready to listen. I'm open to hear whatever this voice is and whatever you want to say. We see this throughout the course of Scripture where people's response when God calls them is, here I am, Abraham. Moses, Jacob, they all did the same thing. When God spoke to them, they said, here I am. Why? Because they were open to hear what God wanted to say to them. Samuel, at this point in his life, is probably about 12 years old. 12 years old. He's in the house with the prophet of God, and at 12 years old, God speaks to Samuel. Doesn't that fly in the face of some of the lies that we believe about who God speaks to? Like, For some of you, wouldn't, wouldn't you have to admit that you have this picture in your mind when people say that God spoke, you have your, this picture in your mind of what the person that he's speaking to should look like and act like, and it's not a 12-year-old boy who's probably been picking his nose of tw- of two hours before? Don't you have this idea that God speaks to those who 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 are worth it who maybe have a certain job maybe maybe the pastors maybe maybe the maybe it's the important people god speaks to no god speaks to anyone who's open to hear and apparently Samuel at just 12 years old is open to hear what god has to say my question for you this morning is do you believe that god can speak to you do you believe that That the king of the universe, the one who put the stars in the sky, do you believe that God is personal enough and wants relationship with you enough that he will come in the midst of your chaotic life and whisper in your ear? Are you open to hear the voice of God? Are you willing to hear the voice of God? So Samuel jumps up, and in verse 5 it says, And he ran to Eli, and he said, Here I am. You called me? But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Now, if you kind of put yourself in this situation, can, can you imagine? Here's Samuel. He's, he's lying down. He's, he's trying to go to sleep. He's counting sheep. He's trying to go to sleep, and he hears this, this voice. And I can imagine that at, at first it, it kind of startles him, right? Because he's, he's almost asleep. He's, he's almost drifted off. And all of a sudden this voice speaks to him, and it, and it, and it kind of it, it startles him. And he kind of jumps up. Partly because he's probably scared, because he doesn't know where this voice is coming from. But some of it's because he's excited, and it says that he jumps up and then he runs to Eli. He ran. I love that Samuel had an anticipation for God speaking to him. Do you have an anticipation for God speaking to you? I, I think as for those of us that have been following God for a while, I think some of us have lost our anticipation. You've lost your anticipation for God speaking. Sure, at at one point you were hungry. You wanted to know him more. You wanted to be where he was. You wanted to have him speak to you. But somewhere along the line, I think we get jaded by life, we get jaded by Christian culture, and we lose an anticipation. We lose the hanging on for a word from God. And so all of a sudden, when we when we open the Bible in the morning or or at night, it's just something to check off the list. And so we start reading that story and we know how it ends. And so now we're looking at it through kind of a jaded view, and we kind of know the story, we get a little prideful in it, and God doesn't speak to us, and we don't anticipate him speaking either. Some of you, you've prayed for things, you've asked for his opinion, and it feels like you're left on hold, and so you've become kind of jaded, and you don't anticipate even him speaking anymore. Some of some of us, we can lay out, uh, it, we can see the sky, starry sky, we can be by the beach, we can see the starry sky, and we're just numb to the whole fact that maybe God is speaking to us, and showing us his beauty and showing us his greatness because we're just jaded by it. Have you lost your anticipation for what God wanted to say? We, maybe at one point you loved coming to church because you hung on every word of it, but now it's just kind of routine. It's something you do or something you don't do and you've just lost your anticipation for it. Samuel gets up and he runs to Eli because he's open to hear. Whatever this voice is, he says, I want to hear it. For some of you that aren't believers, have never accepted Christ, or for those, of us, for those of you that are new believers, you're actually at a really good spot when it comes to hearing from God. Because you still have an anticipation. You still hang on the words of God. You still open up scripture and every word is something new to you. Do you have an anticipation? Are you open to hear what God says? Samuel gets up. He runs to Eli. And I find it interesting that Samuel runs to a familiar voice. Something I've never really thought about in this story until a few days ago is that Samuel didn't know what the voice was, and so he returns to a voice that he did know. And so when God speaks, he jumps up, he runs to Eli because that's what he's familiar with. I think for some of us, the reason why you can't hear from God is because you assume it's a familiar voice. Here's what I mean. Some of you, you, you feel God convicting you, or you feel this thing that I know this isn't right. Or you feel this certain direction inside of you and it's God speaking. But instead of believing it's God, you're running to a familiar voice. Maybe somebody when you were young told you not to do this, not to do that. They condemned you. They they fussed at you all the time. And so now when God tries to bring some gentle conviction into your life, you assume it's a familiar voice. And so you just dismiss it. It's not that God's not speaking. It's that you're missing who it actually is that's saying it. For some of you, it's the other side of it. When God whispers to you, I love you, I care about you, you run back to a familiar voice of a person who told you the same thing when you were little. They said they loved you, but then they turned their back on you. And so now you don't hear it as if it's coming from God. You hear it as if it's coming from that familiar voice that's wounded you. Samuel returns to a voice that he knows, a person that he knows and mistakes that for the voice of God. Could it be that God is speaking to you, but you're assuming it's something else? Are you open to hear the voice of God? So Samuel goes back. At the request of Eli, he goes back. He lays back down. And as soon as his head hits the pillow, verse 6, says, Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? (laughs) My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Then a third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. Samuel is going to do this four times through the course of this story. Four times he's going to hear this voice. He's going to run to Eli. Eli is going to tell him, boy, you're crazy. Go back and lay down. Four times, but do you know what all, through all four times, Samuel never loses his enthusiasm to hear and figure out where this voice is coming from and what it's saying. He never lost his anticipation through the four times that God calls him, which is a good point because some of you are so scared of missing what God is, was telling you that you can't hear a word. And so you're, you're, so, you're so worried you 're going that you 're going to miss the one time God is going to speak to you you 're so tense about missing the one time that you think God is going to say something to you that you can 't hear anything and you are so nervous you 're not living in freedom and you 're not really hearing God but you 're so worried about missing it four times God tries to get samuel 's attention God will continue to speak to you if you continue to anticipate and be open to hear. Don't be so scared. I hear this all the time. Jonathan, I'm just afraid I'm going to miss it. Like I've been praying about taking this job. I've been praying about what I should be doing with my life. And I think I missed it, Jonathan. I think I missed it. I think I was too busy. I, I was doing something I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing. And I think I missed the voice of God. God is so patient with you. That he will continue to speak if you'll continue to seek him. Don't let being afraid of missing what he's saying keep you from continuing to seek after whatever it is he's saying. Don't stop. He continues to speak to Samuel, even though Samuel's confused about where the voice is coming from. He will continue to speak to you. He loves you that much. He's not going to speak in Morse code to you. He's not going to just whisper it as he drives by and, 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 and tease you with it. He's not playing games with you. He will continue to speak. And he continues to speak to Samuel. Eli finally has this thing figured out. And it says in verse 8, then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening we have to be open to hear but we also have to be humble in heart notice the words that Eli tells Samuel to say and the words that Samuel says when God speak, when God speaks he says speak Lord your servant is listening Samuel seems to know his role in this relationship with God doesn't he he seems, to, he seems to realize who is, should be calling the shots here. He's humble in heart. He's humble throughout this conversation. He's humble. He opens himself up to hearing from God by saying, God, I am your servant. Whatever you're saying. I'm willing to follow. Whatever you want to speak into me, I'm willing to hear. No matter how easy, no matter how tough, no matter how encouraging, no matter how convicting it is, I'm open to hear what you have to say. He's humble in heart. Do you know that humility is the thing that moves the heart of God? Humility is the phone line to hearing from God. Y'all remember phone lines? You hung the phone on the wall, and then you had this little spirally cord that was 50 feet long, and you would take it all over the house, tripping people up as you went, tying them in a knot. Y'all remember that? You could even go, you could go to the bathroom. You could talk on the phone from anywhere, and you had this long wire. Humility is the, let me me bring it up to date. Humility is the cell phone tower to God speaking. Humility is the thing that moves the heart of God. And Samuel speaks and says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. He approaches this from a humble place. Some of us aren't hearing God speak because we're putting ourselves in the driver's seat. And we're trying to dictate what he is going to say to us rather than saying, speak, Lord, whatever you want to say, speak, your servant is is listening, And the reason why humility moves the heart of God is because it's opening yourself up to the only thing that God wants in the first place, and that's you. So there's something powerful about humility because it exposes our heart to God. And after all, that really is all that God ever wants. Now Samuel is going to hear an audible voice here. He hears an audible voice. makes it really, really easy. But because in our current day, Jesus has come, we can have direct contact with God. The Holy Spirit, if you're a believer, dwells within you. What I've noticed is most of the time today, God doesn't speak in an audible voice. It's something a little deeper. He speaks oftentimes in the silence, doesn't he? God speaks to me throughout my day. I ask God about the stupidest things. God, what should I wear? God, where should I go? And he speaks to me in my in my spirit through, throughout the day. But the time that God speaks the most to me is when I'm sitting in the quiet. I think we've I think we've lost what it means to sit in the quiet. And so what I do is I start my my day off by getting coffee because that's holy water. But I get a cup of coffee and I, and, and I, and I sit in the quiet. And to, in today's world, we are so programmed to disregard quietness, aren't we? From the second you wake up, something is in front of your face, something is in your ears that's telling you what to think. Whether it's Instagram, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Facebook, some of you know you check Facebook first thing when you roll over, whether it's a news the news being on in the background, whether it's news you're reading, whether it's even music playing through your speakers to wake you up, we are constantly bombarded in having our mind guided on what to think, even when you don't realize it. And so what we have to do is we have to remove some of that noise and allow our mind to wonder. So we sit in the quiet, we open up Scripture, We read the Bible, and sometimes, I know, I know, I know, sometimes you read that stuff, and you're like, what the heck is this? You don't understand the story. You don't understand the context. It makes no sense to you. It's boring. I get it. But what Scripture does is, number one, it's God's direct word to us, but number two, it helps us know the character of God. Scripture allows us to know the character of God, and so when God does speak, we can realize, is this something God would say to me? And it helps us filter out the lies of the enemy. Does that make sense? It's kind of like somebody you know very well can say something to you, can offer you a suggestion, and it rings differently than, than if a stranger did it, doesn't it? So if somebody walks by you at Walmart and says, don't like that shirt, what are you gonna do? If you don't hit them, You're at least going to ignore them and roll your eyes, right? But if a close personal friend of yours, who you appreciate their taste in clothing, says something about, "Eh, I'm not so sure about that shirt. It may offend you, but it's going to sit a little differently, right? Why? Because you know their character. You know their heart. You know who they are. That's what Scripture does for us. It, It helps us know the character of God. And because God never changes, we can get to know Him. And so when He does speak to us, We can filter it through the ideas. Is this God or is this this something else? So you get in the quiet. You open up scripture. And then you begin to, to listen. In the quiet and as you go throughout your day, whether you're driving or you're talking on the phone, what I've noticed is that God usually speaks to my mind. Hearing God is less about, your ears and it's more about your mind and your heart and so what happens is i'll be thinking about something or i'll be praying about something and because i know the character of god it's almost like there's a thought that sits on my mind where i can just tell it's not me it just it just feels different maybe it even sounds a little different and, and, and what I do is as I go throughout my day, I, I'm constantly asking God questions. And what will often happen is I'll be in the middle of a thought or I'll be in the middle of a prayer. And it's almost like something kind of cuts off the end of that thought with, an, with, with something that I just know is right. And so I think for a lot of us that are seasoned believers even— you've got this idea that God speaks in these big booming ways when oftentimes it's just a thought. It's just a thought, God, what, what, should, what should I do with my child who's, who's acting a fool? God, what should I do? And it's like there's another thought that just comes on the tail end of it. That's, that's God. And it just feels differently. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And so if, if we constantly wait to hear with our ears, we won't hear the voice of God because the voice of God, is, it, it, it's in us. It's, a, it's, it's our spirit. It's, it's our thoughts. That's why the Bible says take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ because both God and the enemy speak to your head. And that's why you have to know the character of God by reading Scripture so that you can filter out those thoughts. When God speaks, it just it just feels it feels different. And I wish, I wish we could always hear an audible voice like Samuel's hearing here. That would make it a lot easier, right? But it doesn't always work like that. It, and, and I've, I've heard a pastor say over the years, "Why does God whisper?" Because he's close." And so your thoughts are often the voice of God. It just feels different and that's why it's important to be close to him and to know him and to know his character and to know the kind of things that that he'll say so Samuel finally recognizes recognizes that this is God's voice and God speaks it says and the Lord said to Samuel see I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle at that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end, because Eli's family was actually a huge part of the corruption, and Eli had sat ad- idly by and not spoken to him at all. It says, for I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli about the vision. But Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, here I am. What was it that he said to you, Eli asked? Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. And then Eli said, he is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. Got to be open to hear, humble in heart, bold in obedience. Bold in obedience. Samuel has to give Eli some tough news about Eli's children, about the corruption that he had ignored. Samuel had to give Eli some some tough news. That's what God had, had taught him about. You know, I think sometimes... It's not that God's not speaking. It's that we don't like what he's saying. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've asked God 18 times the same question because you didn't like the answer he gave you the first 17. We've got to be bold in obedience. We've got to steward well when God speaks to us and do what he says. For so many of us, one of the reasons why God has quit speaking to you it's because you've never done anything with the last thing he told you. Why would he tell you something new? If you tell your child what to do, well, that's that's a different, that's a different example. But maybe you should go back and do the last thing he told you if he hadn't spoken to you anymore. You have to be bold in obedience. A lot of times, it's not that God hasn't spoken. It's just that we don't want to do what he's already told us to do. Sometimes, he's let you know everything. 18 times that what you're doing is wrong, but you continue to ignore him because of your impulses and what you want. You've got to be bold in obedience. For some of you, he's told you 12 times to go back and apologize to that person that you were in the wrong. You've got to be bold in obedience. That those thoughts, that thing you know in your gut, the voice of God, you've got to obey it. You've got to follow it. You've got to do it. Be bold. If God spoke it, he will bring it to pass. If God spoke it, he will take care of you in the obedience of it. It's time to move. It's time to be it's time to be to be bold. The key to hearing from God is being willing to do it even when it's hard and this is not sexy preaching. Sexy preaching would be for me to tell you God loves you. That's all he'll ever say to you. He's just going to tell you how beautiful you are, how wonderful you are. Well, he will do that, but sometimes he's going to give you some tough stuff to do. And you've got to be bold in it because if he's spoken it to you, he will take care of you as you do it. You don't tell your child to do something that you know they should do and then and then hope that they get in trouble for it. No. He's a good Father, and what He speaks, He will bring to pass. And what He speaks, He will take care of you as you follow it. Be bold. If you're not a follower of Jesus in the room this morning, isn't that why some of you haven't followed Jesus in the first place? Because those of us that claim to aren't bold in our obedience of what He says. Because you're like, I hear about the character of Jesus, but the people that I see that claim to follow him, they don't seem to do anything about it. What are you doing with the voice of God in your life? Are you open to it? Are you humble with it? And then do you follow it? God wants to speak he doesn't have you on hold his wait times are not long you're his child he is speaking into your life right now are you willing to obey even when it's difficult a couple of weeks ago it was about 3.30 in the morning I woke up probably to go to the bathroom because I drank too much Diet Mountain Dew before I went to bed come back, lay down in the bed, and I couldn't go back to sleep. And so it was the same kind of conversation that I was just talking about. I literally said, God, why am I still awake? What do you want me to do? And before I could get that out out, out of my mouth, the thought came into my head that said, I want to spend time with you. To which my response was. God I've got an alarm set at 5 o'clock I'll spend time with you then and then before I got that out of my mouth my next thought was Jonathan I couldn't wait I wanted to talk to you now God is wants to speak to you he wants to speak to you right now for those of you in the room that don't have a relationship with Jesus He wants to speak to you right now. He wants to tell you that you're his child. That even though you have sinned greatly, he loves you greatly. That even though you have missed the mark greatly, he has forgiven you greatly. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're in the room this morning and you do not have a relationship with Jesus, the the thing that God is speaking to you about right now is he's saying, I have paid the price for you. Welcome me in if you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you feel that, you have that thought, you feel that that thing in your gut that you just know what you're supposed to do, it's time to be bold with it. It's time to say, Jesus, I accept you. I give up. I know that I've messed up. But I know that you were willing to sacrifice your life for those mess ups. I believe you died. I believe you rose. I place my life in your hands. Would you forgive me? Teach me what it means to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.